John O'Donohue said, A great philosopher is a poet of thought. In his hands, thoughts shine like diamonds, illuminating the dark memory and gestation of the earth and capturing the longing of eternal light. Meister Eckert, he says, is one of the great poets of thought. Meister Eckert was a late 13th and early 14th century philosopher, theologian, and mystic born in central Germany. At the age of 15, he entered the Dominican order where he worked as a preacher, vicar, and for many years as a professor of theology in Paris. Meister Eckert wrote several treatises concerning the spiritual life and was well respected among scholars during his life. His wisdom and teachings won him prestigious positions of authority within his spiritual order and gained him influence across Europe. However, the radical nature of his ideas were sometimes misunderstood and would eventually be called into question by the Archbishop of Cologne. In 1326, Meister Eckert was accused of 150 accounts of heresy and went on to be tried before the Catholic Inquisition. He was the only master of theology during the Middle Ages to have been tried in this manner. In the end, 28 of his articles were considered suspicious and were said to lead the unlearned into religious error. But only two of the 150 accounts were condemned as heresy. One of the verdicts read, He sowed thorns and obstacles contrary to the very clear truth of faith in the field of the church and worked to produce harmful thistles and poisonous thorn bushes. Eckert's primary teachings concerned the individual's union with God, often through various disciplines of detachment from worldly involvements and even our own concepts of God. His teachings clashed with the dominant worldview of his times as he made no distinction between clergy and the common believer. God was to be born in every soul without the necessity of clerical mediation. An article from the Eckert Society concludes that Meister Eckert's writing is dialectical in style and often places seemingly contradictory statements side by side, believing that the truth will emerge in the tension of the statements. Through this method, the article tells us, Eckert set out to shock his audience into a new awareness of an orthodox truth. Writer and scholar Jean Anselette Hustash concludes that Eckert is more misunderstood than misguided. And perhaps you can see why when you hear statements such as, the eye with which I see God is the same eye with which God sees me. Or his saying, we are all meant to be mothers of God, for God is always needing to be born. And then there is perhaps his most controversial statement, which my friend and fellow poet Joel McCarrow has borrowed for his poem of the same title, God, Rid Me of God. Admittedly, these and other of his aphorisms can be troubling upon our first read and stretches the bounds of a common understanding of orthodoxy. Yet a careful study reveals the heart behind the mystic's esoteric sayings is one deeply in love with God and with Scripture. Concerning the accusations of heresy, Meister Eckert responded himself, saying, I may err, but I am not a heretic, for the first has to do with the mind and the second with the will. He would gladly accept the judgment of his teaching being found erroneous, but the accusation of intentionally distorting the gospel he refuted. After his death in 1328, Meister Eckert's writings were largely overlooked and his name disappeared from the canons of public knowledge. 
although some believe his philosophy and writings held a much greater influence on the Italian Renaissance than he is credited for. And it is true that during the time of the Renaissance, Eckert's teachings would have been widely circulated as he had traveled and preached all over Europe, and his sermons were widely known. Religious scholar Christian Jacques wrote that knowledge of Meister Eckert's work is indispensable to the understanding of medieval art, even though he has been almost totally neglected by those who like to call themselves historians of art. Eckert taught that God is hidden inside each of our souls, and that through union with God, we become a reflection of God's own face. An article from the blog, Every Painter Paints Himself, states that artists like Dürer, Gauguin, and Van Gogh portrayed themselves as Christ in their self-portraits. Christ, they believed, is the reflection of God in their own souls, and becoming at one with God was a condition many artists must have thought was essential to their own ability to create such divine masterpieces. This, of course, is somewhat speculative, but not far-fetched. Several of Eckert's writings address the creative process directly and would appeal to the concerns of the artist. Here's a passage where he compares our coming into union with God to the creative process. This is like someone who wants to learn to write. If he is to acquire the art, he must certainly practice it hard and long. However disagreeable and difficult this may be for him, and however impossible it may seem. If he will practice it industriously and assiduously, he learns it and masters the art. To begin with, he must indeed memorize each single letter and get it firmly into his mind. Then, when he has the art, he will not need to think about and remember the letter's appearance. He can write effortlessly and easily, and it will be the same if he wants to play the fiddle or to learn any other skill. It will always be enough for him to make up his mind and do the hard work that the art demands. And even if he is not thinking about it all the time, still, whatever he may be thinking, when he does perform it, this will be from the art he has learned. So a man must be penetrated with the divine presence, and be shaped through and through with the shape of the God he loves, and be present in him, so that God's presence may shine out of him without any effort. Today, Meister Eckert's writings have influenced artists and spiritual seekers from most every tradition and walk of life. Minimalist composer John Cage is one who was deeply influenced by the writings of Meister Eckert. Cage frequently quotes Meister Eckert in his essays and composed music surrounding themes of the mystic's ideas. Returning to our opening quote from John O'Donohue, that a great philosopher is a poet of thought. In his hands, thoughts shine like diamonds, illuminating the dark memory and gestation of the earth and capturing the longing of eternal light. Sometimes those diamonds of thought must experience their own period of gestation, remaining hidden in the dark recesses of humble hands clasped in prayer, until one day the world is ready to stand in their light. It wasn't until 1980 when the Cardinal Archbishop of Cologne, the very city of Meister Eckert's condemnation, referred to Meister Eckert as one of the three great teachers in the history of the church in Cologne. Seven years later, Pope John Paul II quotes Meister Eckert before an audience affirming the disenfranchised theologian's thoughts. So what is our takeaway from this brief look into this esoteric and misunderstood mystic's life? 
Perhaps one takeaway is simply to remind us that fame and influence are a fickle and uncertain currency. Meister Eckert experienced them both during his lifetime, though he wasn't motivated by either. He taught rigorously on the virtue of detachment from ourselves and about breaking through, passing beyond all temporality and entering into the ground that is without ground. Another takeaway I've considered may be an encouragement to not lose heart if our art and ideas aren't received or understood by those around us. How do we know that what burns in us at present is not a fire reserved for a future generation? Meister Eckert spent a lifetime in study and writing, yet it wouldn't be until several centuries after his death before his ideas were fully assimilated into culture. During his lifetime, his audience was limited to the Catholic Church, whereas today, his writings have spread far beyond any particular institution. We don't always know who our art and our life work will reach, so remaining faithful to the work we are given is more important than we could know. Meister Eckert moved in humility and never directed the energy of his life to retaliating against those who accused him. He remained steadfast and focused on the work before him and allowed history to take up his cause. I'll leave you with this quote from the Meister himself. All the gifts which he has ever granted us in heaven or on earth were made solely in order to be able to give us the one gift, which is himself. With all other gifts, he simply wants to prepare us for that gift which is himself. And so I tell you that we should learn to see God in all gifts and works, neither resting content with anything nor becoming attached to anything. For us, there can be no attachment to a particular manner of behavior in this life, nor has this ever been right, however successful we may have been.